Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Here we are. We're on Psalm number 97. And uh, we were just praying about how God was going to move us during this psalm. And we continue on with you might be a knucklehead. I was consoled this past weekend. I was telling Stephanie by about 30 people and all but three of them want to hear you might be a knucklehead once in a while. So uh, this is Stephanie's turn to answer. You might be a knucklehead and it's my turn for food that's right with God. So Stephanie, you might be, you might be a knucklehead if well Doug to me you you very much might be a knucklehead if you're you're insecure and you take that out on the people who have tried to help you insecure people freak me out stop it you don't have to be insecure man let that go you become a control freak it's weird it's man it just doesn't feel good well it leads i think it leads to narcissism yeah and it leaves scars on people Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't want to leave scars on people. You want to serve God uh, through serving people. And that's part of what we do. You know, we just talked about worshiping God and singing to God yesterday in the podcast and trusting in him and that he's coming to judge the earth, not us. So stop being insecure. Stop being a control freak. Stop doing all those things. That just freaks me out. Good job, Stephanie. And food that might be right with God. So my son, Daniel, had a birthday while Debbie and I were out in Seattle way, uh, out in Washington last week. And while we were there, uh, we didn't get to, we really didn't get to just do anything. We usually do the whole family at a restaurant. And I had bid on this charity. I had bid on this card uh, to go to a restaurant. And, uh, and the restaurant card was for $150. And I think I got it. For $90. But anyway, so uh, Doug, his fiance, the birthday boy, Daniel, Debbie and I went to a place called Metropolitan or Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill in Anderson, South Carolina. And that place was right with God. The food was every bit as good as like a Ruth Chris or a Chop House that would be two to three times as expensive. It was over the top and their coconut cake I'm telling, just saying coconut cake, I have saliva running down my face right now. So food that's right with God, anything at Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill in Anderson, South Carolina. So getting going this morning, Stephanie, we, one thing we haven't asked you in a while is how is the, how is King Thor doing? He's doing good. I actually went out this morning and pet, you know, spent some time talking to him and giving him a good old belly rub. He absolutely We'll do anything for those and gave him a treat I'd gotten for him. So, well, and his he, uncle Doug's coming to walk him. So, he yeah. he, he doesn't even know how happy he's going to be he, in a couple he of might days. Walk you. He's he's quite the wow. Charles like boy, mom, he about takes me on walks. So, yeah. So, Thor will be walking us. So, Thor, for those of you who don't know, joined on late. Thor oh. is almost a full size golden retriever. Stephanie's had him, what, about six months oh, now? 
full size. Well, um, let's see. He's he's about eight months, eight, nine months now. And Emmeline, Emmy is afraid of him because, you know, let's face it. Emmy's the smallest human being in that house. Emmy's a big girl, though, for being a four-year-old going on five on June 23rd. 2021, or as Emmy named it, the best day of the year. Uh, I think I get it. You know, if you're an Emmy and you got this big, huge, furry thing running at you. Yeah. 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 I get and it. He's big. And he, he, he's not a small golden retriever. And he's, you know, he's loving, but, you know, some people can misrepresent him jumping on you with love as kind of being a pain in the neck. Just being yeah. honest with you. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I kind of get over it. Yeah, yeah. he tries to jump on me, which does not make me very happy. So I have to pull him down and tell him he's being naughty, and then he rolls over and wants pet. So he can jump on me. All right, I'm into it. You know, as long as I don't have my Sunday suit on, I'll play with Thor. Thor is about to get played with the way a dog should be played with for the next week or so. I'm gonna hang with him. I'm gonna walk with him. I may take him with Emmy and Joe on their day away. You know. Uh, you can't take Thor. He no. won't. They they don't like him in uh, Michiaqua or wherever that place is. There, I yeah. Let him in the stores. Huh? I don't think they'll let him in the stores. And that's a crime because he's better looking than most people that go in those stores. You know what I mean? And he he has a he doesn't have to wear a mask. You know. Anyway, I just thought I'd share all that. So here we go, Stephanie. It's Psalm ninety-seven, and. Uh, uh, so Stephanie is definitely the, uh, totally a cool mom by getting her kids a dog. And uh, he's the greatest dog. And she has not put any pictures of the dog in Emmeline. We've, we tried to get a picture of the dog in Emmeline for eight months. It hasn't happened yet. But pray, pray, brethren, that we can get one because Emmy's afraid of him. And the dog does not stay still. So mixing those two things together. <laughs> uh, okay. And the reason I want a picture of him and Emmeline and him and Caleb is because they're pretty small kids still, or kind of, it'd be cool to see them when they were younger with the Thor. Anyway, so Psalm 97, Stephanie continues on from Psalm 96. Most believe it's the same writer and uh, it kind of transitions to, uh, you know, this idea that uh, Jehovah is the most high God and he has our lives and everything under him under control. And boy, I think we need this devotion this morning. I think we need this, you know, this radio thing. I, I think it's important that we tune ourselves up every day and say, remember, God's in control. I mean, I think we should have a sticker somewhere in our lives that says God's in control, especially if you're Stephanie or a single mom out there and you, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're getting your hair ready or something for the day and the kids don't give you two minutes in there. You need to have a sticker you can look on that says God's got it under control. <laughs> and, uh, because you yeah. could... If, if not handled carefully, you probably could be driven nuts. I'm just being up front with you, Stephanie. And she, and she doesn't have far to go, so we got to make sure we keep praying for her. No, Stephanie's not nuts. Between us, there's one of us who's nuts, and it's not Stephanie. Stephanie, would you go be as kind as to go ahead and read our Psalm 97 for us? Sure. The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. A fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. His lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. 
The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard and was glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoiced because of thy judgments, O Lord. For thou, Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Rejoice in the Lord. I love that song. My legal team tells me that Stephanie can actually sing just the chorus to that song. So we're going to do that today. I've been talking to some legal folks about the podcast, making sure we're not doing anything wrong, but she can sing just the chorus of Rejoice in the Lord. And uh, so we're going to have her do that today. But Stephanie, as we're going through here, you know, what we would say in baseball right off the bat, some people say right off the back, but, you know, from carrying a backpack or whatever, but the expression right off the bat where you hit the ball, uh, I mean, the Lord is exalted on his throne. No matter what our circumstances are, no matter how we're feeling, the Lord reigns. He's in control, and that's what I'm seeing in one and two. Uh, you know, clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. And, uh, you know, we're being told right right out of the chute there, right at the beginning, Stephanie, it's saying rejoice. Let the multitude of aisles be glad thereof. And, you know, there's going to be clouds and darkness. And I, I think in my life the hardest time to worship God is when it's dark. I mean, what do you think? And, and I don't mean dark outside. I mean, when times are dark. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's I think, when it's an extra level of faith. Um, you know, we have to, there's, there's an extra trust there when we're worshiping the Lord in the dark or praising him in the dark. Yeah. And, and it's probably the most important time to worship him. Mm. I think, well, like we talked about yesterday, the power of, singing the power of of there's i think it's a rebuke to satan um we see that even in the book of job how when job was in the middle of that dark time and he chose to praise god he chose to trust god how that was a rebuke to satan and even the lord went to satan and said you see how my servant job you know after all that you've done for him he still won't deny me and that was a rebuke to satan yeah yeah and I, and and you know friends you know, when it's dark, when it's lonely, I think the devil can punch away at those depression things, those things that we're susceptible to. Uh, I think you ever notice that when you're feeling down and you're depressed, you turn the TV on, and what does it do? It feeds your depression. It, mm -hmm. uh, it feeds the way we feel about what's going on in our lives. It, it turns us into victims. It makes us want, you know, and there's, I have Facebook friends that are victims. I'm thinking about just starting to delete them. Everything's a victim. You know, this is too, I have one guy who's probably raised a quarter of a million dollars in the five, 10 years. I've been a friend with him just saying how broke he is. He's got this, he's got that, uh, got, you know, got fired from the pastor and he's always broke. He's always unhealthy. He's always up. He's always this, he's always that. And, and boy, I'll tell you, I look at him and I say, boy, the devil's got him again tonight. And, um, uh, uh, over there in first uh, or in second Corinthians where, uh, you know, Paul's talking and he says, I don't want to come to you again in heaviness. You know, mm -hmm. Paul's understanding this Psalm here 
in Psalm 97 and said, we, we got to get this. Then we get to three through six. And these got, this has got a neat message here. I was listening as you were reading this. It says, our fire goeth before him and burneth up the enemies round about. His lightnings are enlightened the world and the earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. So, you know, right away, it's this idea that this storm or something is sweeping across the nation and getting rid of enemies. And, uh, it, you know, it's taking us back to what we saw in Exodus and, and, you know, the God of Sinai and these different things. And all of a sudden, you know, his judgment in this way, going through three through six, I think is bringing the Lord glory and it's helping us. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, the results of these things, Stephanie, are help. Yeah. Well, it, it's encouraging. And to know that this is the God um, who we're told to call unto. This is the God, this this God who holds this power, that holds this care yeah. for his people. And um, this is the God that we're told to cry out to, to call unto, and to, to seek his face. And um, I think that's a beautiful, overwhelming, humbling all at once, just to realize that the God of heaven who holds this much power, we're told to worship him yeah. in this psalm, to worship him, to fear him in this psalm. But we're also told to call unto him. We're told to seek his face. We're told to ask, to seek, to knock. This is the same God mm. who holds all this power. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's incredibly overwhelming fact. No, I think so. And I think exactly what you're saying comes next confounded be all they that serve graven images that boast themselves of idols that worship him all ye gods zion heard and was glad and the daughters of judas rejoiced because of thy judgments o lord for the lord are high above all the earth and reminding us that the lord is high above all the earth and uh, thou art exalted far above gods and so you know, just in that section that the Lord is exalted above these false gods. And what are things, Stephanie, that, that maybe we worship or that we miss the point on that are false gods in our life? Wow. Um, I think there's a lot that could fall under that category. Um, but I know some that the Lord, you know, brings to my mind um, right now that I, you know, I constantly going to him saying, Lord, I don't love this more than you, you know, we can even have good things that we love. Um, even down to, do you love your spouse more than you love the Lord is making your spouse happy, more important to you than, than making sure you're pleasing and honoring the Lord. Um, even things like that, that are good things, our children, our spouse, our, um, whatever it is, anything that's more important yeah. to us than God, you know, you can have pride, you can have your image um, to other people. And that's a huge one I, that I've seen firsthand over and over and over again, where people could care less when the rubber meets the road of what God thinks of them, as long as they think people first virtually worship them as a God. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's respecters scary. of people. And, and I think that bothers God. And, yeah. uh, you know, respecters of persons. And you see it a lot in some churches where they'll exalt a leader of a particular large church or a movement or something like that. And people listen, you know what I'm saying. And, and you know, we worship God. That's it. 
you know. And I think what Stephanie was saying, too, goes into 10 through 12. So I'm going to go back to her in just a minute, friends. But I wanted to read 10 to 12 because I think she started hitting on that as things we worship here that we shouldn't be. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteousness and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. So what Stephanie was saying just a minute ago was things that can be gods in our life that we miss, that we kind of miss those points was the question I asked. She wasn't saying that we don't, we, we don't go out of our way to make our spouse a God in our life. We don't go out of our way to make uh, people a God in our life, but it can happen if we're not careful. And I mean, Stephanie, how can we tell if we're off balance in that direction? Well, I think one way, um, no matter the realm um, of life that we're talking about, what, what occupies your thoughts the most? when the rubber meets the road, where do you, where do you, you know, do you spend more time talking to, to a person than you do to the God of heaven? Um, where you put your time reveals where your heart is, um, where you put your energy, where you put your emphasis throughout your day. Um, we all have jobs, we all have obligations, but when our children look at our lives, you know, what's the first thing they think about us? Is it that we're consumed with ourselves. If we are, then if I'm consumed with myself as a mother and that's the testimony that I have to my children, then my, then I am my idol. I am that, that evil. And I think that's the power that, that I see in verse 10 is it says, ye that love the Lord hate evil. And I think what I see here is what Jesus talked about in the new Testament of you cannot serve God and mammon, he calls it, but you can't serve God in any other thing, be it money, be it um, our job, whatever it is, we can't serve both. And we're told here that if you really love the Lord, you'll hate evil and evil is anything. You know, we can, we can negate things, but evil when the rubber meets the road is anything that is displeasing to God. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful command. That's not a suggestion. Verse 10 starts out with a command. And I think of the re- I think the rest of the verse, honestly, in a lot of ways, is contingent on that beginning of that verse being obeyed. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, wow, I, I just want to go back two sentences ago to something you said and that I wrote down here is, um, you know, we're sinning when we don't have this balance right with God. And it's not even a balance. God needs to outweigh on the scale. God's God. Everybody comes under him. So, you know, in the ministry, one of the things I was told going through the seminary, the ordination process, you know, things of that nature, back when we planted a church, the thing we strove for, strived for, however you want to say it, was to have, you know, God first, and then our family, and then church and church family, then our job and have these things in perspective. But there's never a role where God isn't always there, where God isn't always in charge. They can't be, Stephanie. It just can't be. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think that's what we're talking about this morning, friends. And if you want to get your life in the right place, if you want the juju going straight down the line, if you want to you know, worry about how your life is running with God, and put that first, and then the other stuff will come into play. So we're allowed to sing the chorus of Rejoice in the Lord. Now, Stephanie, do you have that committed to memory? I do. 
why don't we sing that bad boy? This is Ron Hamilton. You know, we've been praying for him. And I was talking to some legal folks the other day, as a matter of fact, last week, and I was talking about music and uh, things like that. And we can't use music without permission, but we can use a very small piece of it. And this particular lawyer told me that some people use choruses on their radio and stuff. So what we want to tell you is the name of this song is Rejoice in the Lord. You can find it by Ron Hamilton on YouTube. And Ron Hamilton gets a few cents if you listen to it. But uh, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and give us the chorus on that? All righty. Oh, rejoice in the Lord. He makes no mistake. He knoweth the end of each path that I take. For when I am tried and purified, I shall come forth as gold. We love you, folks. It's hard not to sing out that next verse, but listen. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Make today about God. Rejoice in him. Make today about your relationship. Try to get real close to him. Bring your spouse with you. Bring your kids with you. Bring your neighbors. God can handle all of us. We sure do love you. Let us know if you need anything out on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.